You're listening to Speaking of Racism, the podcast dedicated to frank, honest, and respectful discussions about race and racism in the U.S. I'm your host, Jen Kinney. Pull up a chair and let's talk. Special thanks to Grapes for the music. The song is I Don't Know featuring Jay Lang. On today's show, I am welcoming my friend Tina Strawn. Many of you have heard Tina's episodes in the past. We've talked about Chelsea Handler. She came on to talk about her yoga trips to Montgomery. And today we have a special announcement to make. And it's funny because we've been talking for months and we've been doing this stuff on Instagram and on Facebook and maybe a little bit on Twitter, but we realize that a lot of you are listening to this show. And you're not on our Instagram page and you're not on our Facebook page. And so we've had this really exciting news that we've been sharing on those platforms. And we kind of had this moment of realization like, oops, there are a lot of people out there who may have no idea what we've been cooking up and what we've been planning for 2020. So I will start by just saying that it hit me a couple of months ago and it was one of those things that was like, whoa. Why did I never think of this before? You know, one of those moments. But I had this moment where I was sitting and I was thinking about the future of the podcast and where it might go and if it would go. Because in all honesty, by the end of 2019, you know, I wasn't sure if I would continue it, if I would have the guests to continue it and so on. And the idea came to me to ask Tina to come on as a co-host. And I was really nervous. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I really want to ask her, but she's so busy and she's doing all of these things and, and launching her platform. And so I remember, Tina, I asked you, like, I sent a text to you and just said, like, hey, uh, when you get a minute, give me a call. And it was funny because I'm thinking like maybe you'd call me the next day or a couple of hours later, but you call me like right away. And I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> so what was that like for you? Like when you got that call from me? Well, not knowing what it was about, I was just excited to to talk to you because I know that that you had an idea. Um, I definitely as- assumed that much. So I felt like you were going to give me some great news about something that you were about to do or something you were working on for the podcast. So that's why I called so quickly. And apparently I wasn't doing anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I answered the phone and was ready to uh, hear what you had to tell me. Yeah. So when I asked you like, hey, what do you think? Would you consider being a co-host? Like, what was your thought then? I remember being kind of speechless, which for me is really not a thing. (laughs) I typically know exactly what to say, or I come up with something immediately uh, at all times. Mm -hmm. So I I just remember thinking, oh, well, I didn't see that coming. And then my next thought was, I think I would really enjoy that because it's what I do anyway, is spend hours upon hours, daily and weekly, talking about racism, talking about dismantling it, educating people about it. So it it was like, yeah, that sounds really great. But then my next thought was, okay, let's, let's calm down and let's think about this and let's put some space in it. Let me sit with it. Let me breathe with it. Let me just lean into 
all of what this could look like. What is she asking of me? What will be required of me? Am I the right person? Do I feel like I will be the a good fit for this role and for this, you know, taking on a project as big and as important as, you know, being a voice on this platform. So I think that was my first thing to you is like, this sounds really great. And I'm really honored and um, excited that you thought about me and that you're reaching out to me. So let me sleep on it. Let me talk to my wife. Uh, let me think about it. And then I'll let you know tomorrow. I think that's what I said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it, you, I was really surprised how quickly you were just like, well, that sounds cool, you know, but let me think about it and, and so on. And so that was really awesome. And so for our listeners here, just to let you guys know what we've been up to every week, we've been having a meeting where we're casting vision and, and just dreaming about this space and talking about how it could grow and what it should look like in 2020. And we got to a point where you know, I never imagined being able to take this space to another level. Because for me, as a white woman, having conversations about anti-racism work, I wanted to always be very careful to kind of sit back, you know, and, and not really interject myself or my story into it too much and just highlight the different people who are coming on to talk about, you know, the work that they do. So I never thought about this from an education standpoint, but for you, having you join, you are an anti-racism educator. You are an activist. You are in this field. This is your profession. This is what you do for a living. And so it completely started to shift. And for us being able to sit and think about what are people hoping for? What do people want? Why are they listening to the podcast? What do you think, you know, people would want to get out of this? And then hearing from different people on things that they're curious about or concerned about or wanting to dig deeper into. Really, Tina, you were the one who led the charge on all of this brainstorming for education purposes. As a Black woman who is a voice in the anti-racism space as an educator, as a student myself, as a facilitator of these conversations around dismantling racism. I became aware of this podcast earlier this past summer, and it immediately became a tremendous resource for me. With it being a resource, it really gave me instant access to learn from other Black leaders in anti-racism. So it automatically became this go-to tool. And I then began to reference it in much of my work and, and really depend on it as a part of my own learning. So that is something that I think the podcast did very well with. And, and I believe that that was also a part of why you created it as a yeah. platform, as an opportunity for you to uplift and amplify black and brown voices in doing the anti-racism work, right? So yeah. that is what it was to me. When you asked me to come on and be a co-host, it felt immediately right in the sense of it addresses pretty automatically the some of the problematic nature of having a white woman have this podcast and this platform. 
right? So now you bring in to the conversation a Black educator, because as you've stated, and as everyone, you know, you've made very clear, you are not an anti-racism educator. You created the space to allow people to listen to and learn from Black and Brown voices who are leaders in anti-racism. But with inviting me to come aboard and be a co-host with you, now we will be able to have that education piece in a way that you weren't able to. That's where it kind of shifted for us is realizing, okay, so if we are going to do this together, it it changes because it went from a platform that you had where as a white woman, you were restricted really with what you could do with it. Right. So for example, you, you knew that you wouldn't be able to monetize it. That's never been something that you've done, nor has it been something that you've wanted or intended to do. Um, so that is a piece that changes with me coming aboard. Um, but then, then there was more of a shift. Then there was more of a, if we are really doing the difficult work of analyzing where our roles are and what our opportunities are in, in how we show up in our identities in this space. Now let's ask ourselves the hard questions as far as do we believe that anti-racism work needs to be black led or is that simply a suggestion or right. is that simply something that is, you know, a good standard procedure, right? What role does black leadership have in anti-racism work? What role does black ownership have in this work? And that's when I challenged myself first and then asked you if that's an important foundational principle of your work that you're doing, as well as, again, me asking myself, is this or is it not a foundational principle? And we both came to the conclusion that, yes, Black leadership and Black ownership is foundational to anti-racism work. At the point where you and I had been having conversations regularly, right? We're having our weekly meetings to envision what we would like for the platform to be moving into 2020. And uh, we were also, there were tons of text messages daily and, you know, we were communicating on social media. So we were really interacting a lot and really digging deep into, I think, just realizing the expansion that we can make with this. But then the bigger that we got with it, the more I began to just challenge myself with, if Jen and I are partnering with this, then I, I still feel that there are, is, that it's problematic to monetize it, right? So right. for example, one of the things that I'm doing with my work and my brand personally as an anti-racism coach and consultant and speaker is I have a Patreon community. That is a very natural progression for me as a Black woman doing this work. And as you mentioned, I do this full time. This is what I spend all of my time and energy doing. I do not have a job, uh, air quotes, outside of anti-racism work. Uh, And that is intentional choice that my wife and I have made where we invest and I invest all of my time and energy and resources into this full time, a great deal of which is running legacy trips, the anti-racism trips to Montgomery that I do six times a year. So a part of my work is having a Patreon community that's a very natural place for me to create a community and a very natural opportunity for people who want to be involved and who want to support the work that I'm doing because they are benefiting from the education that I'm providing. However, 
with Tina and Jen being partners and then starting to invite people to come and, and, and support us financially by joining and becoming a member and, and giving money to us monthly, that still felt off. That still yeah. felt like we just have to be really careful if we're going to do this. We've got to, how, how are we going to make sure that we're explaining that this is not a white woman monetizing? And now it just started to be like, okay, I, I think we are, the, the confusion is coming because we are avoiding what we know has to be a foundational principle, which is black leadership. Yes. If I acquire the podcast, I don't have any restrictions because it is paramount that black and brown leaders and black and brown voices are leading the movement for collective liberation. It is imperative for doing the work to dismantle white supremacy, for us to highlight and value and prefer black leadership. Mm -hmm. And I do feel that that is not something that we are, I don't think that's common. Unfortunately, no, no. I, I feel that even in anti-racism work, what we unfortunately see is a lot of black led spaces full of black people doing anti-racism work and a lot of white led spaces with white people doing anti-racism work. We see some bridging, but when we see black and white people who are committed to dismantling racism and white supremacy, when we see them coming together, it is coming together in a partnership. And the partnership seems to be in lieu of whiteness not wanting to give up control to black leadership. Right. So as I was coming to that realization, and, and it's an awakening, right? It is an awareness of Really, if we just get down and look at where this movement started, if we go back to the examples, we go back to the, the leaders of the civil rights movement, there was no question about who was leading that movement. At the point where I realized that Black leadership was not only important to me, but foundational, mm -hmm. then it meant I had to ask Jen if Black leadership was also foundational for her work. And I was incredibly nervous, to be quite on, honest, and, and apprehensive about asking you because then mm -hmm. it was a matter of, well, I've just agreed to co-host this podcast with her. But if she has a problem with, if she says anything other than Black leadership is also a foundational principle in my work as well, then I feel like we've gotten to a place that we're going to have to step back and have a different conversation. Right. So there was a lot of, there was some anxiety for me in realizing that I need to have this conversation with Jen. And, but at the same time, along with that anxiety and along with that uncertainty and maybe even some fear and some doubt, I knew that this is what this work is supposed to feel like. It's supposed to be having these uncomfortable conversations that we go into, not knowing what the outcome will be and really not being attached to the outcome, but recognizing that if Jen and I are going to be working together, we are going to have these kinds of difficult conversations come up all the time. And so let's jump in. Let's have it. Let me call her up and let me tell her what's important to me. And not only important, it's foundational. And I need to know if this is foundational for her as well. Because if it is, then 
we are perfect for this work together. And that's what I found out. I called you and I shared with you what I was thinking and feeling. And I shared with you how critical Black leadership was in anti-racism work, as far as I'm concerned. And you said that you feel the same way. And that changed everything. Yeah, it really did. And when you asked, you know, for me, I was kind of like, this is a no brainer, right? You asked, you know, I agree and I believe this wholeheartedly. And so for me, I was like, well, yeah, you know, this is amazing. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Because while you say it's a no brainer, I do want to kind of go back because that one of the first things you asked me before you asked me to co-host back, I think maybe a couple of weeks prior, when you were trying to decide what to do with the podcast moving forward, mm-hmm. you considered a couple of things. You considered changing the name of the podcast and you considered stopping the podcast, like you mentioned at the end of the year and just being done with it. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you even asked me if I wanted to take it over and I immediately said no to that. Right. (laughs) I I remember that. (laughs) So at that point, you know, that's another reason why when you came back a couple weeks later to ask if I would co-host it with you, I didn't see it coming because in my mind, when I thought about do I want to have the podcast and do all that I know is involved on the other side of the podcast? No, I don't want to spend time uh, formatting it and editing it. And and I, that's not what I have been called to do. I can talk, right? I know the talking yeah. piece, the interviewing, the education piece, that is what my gifts are. So it was really easy to say, no, I don't want to acquire this podcast that's going to take anywhere from 20 to 40 hours a week of my time that I'm not being compensated for. Like, I can't do that. I can't afford to do that. I don't have a desire to do that. Right. But then with the introduction of no, come on board and, and just co-host with me, which would allow me to do just the part that I believe I've been called to do, which is talk about racism. Mm-hmm. That made sense to me. So that's why I think when you say that it was a no brainer, it kind of was the best of both worlds. It wasn't like I'm giving the podcast to Tina and walking away. And it also wasn't, okay, Tina and I are going to co-host it together. It was, you know, I will acquire it Mm -hmm. and you will be a part of this with me. We'll co-host it together, but we can shift the whole trajectory uh, and direction and the ability to expand it without any limitations under black leadership and black ownership. That was the game changer. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And like when I was saying, you know, I felt like, oh, this is a no brainer, but these are theories, right? And until we actually have to put the work into action, you don't necessarily know, like, do I really believe in this? Do I really value this? And so even after we had said, yeah, let's do this, let's move forward in this way. I mean, it was days after for days, I, my mind was just exploding with like all of the possibility and all of the things that could happen within this space as a result of this. And it just, it's continuing to just blow my mind how powerful a tool this can be. So going forward, let's give people an idea of what they can expect in 2020 from us and this platform. Do you want to share some highlights and things that we're going to be doing? Absolutely. So one of the things that we'll be doing is starting a Patreon community. 
And we are creating this as a complement to the podcast. So I do want our listeners to know that there we will continue to have the podcast episodes. They will continue to remain free and available to everyone. Jen and I are going to co-host this together. So you will absolutely still hear from Jen. Her voice will still be here. And you'll now hear the addition of my voice. But we want to also be able to offer a complimentary platform to the podcast for people that want to go deeper on their anti-racism journey. So for those people, and in particular, white people who desire to be allies, co-conspirators, and accomplices, we are inviting those people who want to be a part of the Patreon community to join us and to support us with a monthly contribution where we will then provide additional educational tools such as Jen and I will both be coming on to go deeper into conversation around Mm -hmm. action items from podcasts that we do. Um, We want to be able to spark this type of conversation, this type of challenge, and this type of accountability with people who are on their own personal anti-racism journeys. And that requires a deeper level of education and a deeper level of commitment. And we want to be able to walk alongside people on that journey through our Patreon community. So really excited to offer that. Yeah. And for people who are listening, you know, we're in the stage of building and dreaming and planning and imagining, but we also would love people's feedback because we've got a huge listening base and we don't really know that many of you. And so for those of you who are thinking like, yes, I want to be a part of this. I want to get involved in this. I'd like to be involved in the Patreon community. For people who are who are enjoying the podcast episodes and using it as a resource and a tool the way that I have for all of 2019, and that's all that you want to do and that's working for you, you will be able to continue to do that. No problem. It will still be free and available everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. But then there are people who want to go deeper. Then there are people who have questions and who want greater tools, more tools, and want some practical strategies as they are going through their own anti-racism journey. That is where we will be engaging more directly with our Patreon community. So if for people who want more education and want some more engagement, more personal one-on-one with Jen and I, be able to ask questions and receive answers from us, we are creating the Patreon platform for people to be able to engage with us that way for the purpose of greater and deeper anti-racism education and learning that, again, is all through the lens of Black leadership. I am so excited. Seriously. (laughs) Me too. I know. We've been talking and talking and talking and dreaming and imagining, and I'm just so excited because, honestly, for me, I'm like, well, I don't know if this will go past 2019. You know, and now not only is it going past to be able to build this space is just, yeah. If you would have asked me three months ago, if I would imagine this, I'd be like, no, like, what are you talking about? You know, so this is really exciting. So yeah. So anything else we want to share with people here in this little mini episode that has not been so many? (laughs) 
Because <laughs> we right. like to talk. <laughs> yeah, when we 10 minutes, I was like, oh yeah, we've never had a 10 minute conversation. So I really don't know what's about to happen. So, but we can try. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't think we really tried, but this was, you know, I, yeah. Um, I think the only other thing I would want people to know is that when we say we, we want this will be expanding in 2020, that is going to be everything from, of course, more of what people have been enjoying about the podcast up to now, which is all of the great interviews, some of the, the book, um, the book reviews and discussions that you have. We'll continue to do that, but we'll also be doing things like taking trips. So hopefully maybe coming to, um, some different areas around the country and inviting people to come in and be a part of a forum with us, be a part of a podcast episode with us even. So we are, are, are still in the planning phases. So I don't want to give away too much, but just letting people know that the sky's the limit as far as how we are looking into the new year and what we're planning and imagining. I'm so excited. And you know, we've never met in person, but we're going to get to meet in person next month. So I can't wait for that. Yes, we will. And we'll be able, we'll, we'll be doing a, a live, I say live, but it will be Jen and Tina in person, like in the same room in the same state in that that hasn't happened yet. So right, right. Do that. Awesome. Well, thanks, Tina. And uh, to our listeners, please get in touch with us, leave reviews, let us know what you think of the podcast. We now have an email address, speakingofracism at gmail.com. You can email us directly there with any questions, comments, thoughts, etc. So we do have a webinar coming up December 15th. Tina, why don't you tell us about that? Absolutely. So because we know that people have questions and people are wondering about the structural change of the podcast and how we came to this decision, we are offering a online webinar and inviting people to come and be a part of that with us. And that is happening on Sunday, December 15th at 6 p.m. Eastern, that's 5 p.m. Central, where Jen and I together will kind of break down the following things. We're going to talk about the problematic nature of a white woman having a podcast about racism. We'll talk about Black leadership and Black ownership as pillars of anti-racism work. And we'll also talk about holding ourselves accountable to the ways that we are all either upholding white supremacy or tearing it down. This is going to be an hour and a half of a conversation, and it will include question and answer. So we would like to invite everyone to go to the link in our bio, go to our Patreon page, go to Eventbrite. That's where the registration lives and register to be a part of that. And if you are a part of the Black community, uh, we are really proud to be able to offer this to the Black community for free. So we just ask that you send us an email. Let us know that you would like to be a part of this webinar, a part of this conversation, and we will spend, send you a unique link to register. Um, and that is because Black people should not be having to pay for this work. Um, so we are excited to offer it, and we hope that people will come and be a part of this conversation. Let's Let's talk about it. Let's answer your questions. Yeah. And for those of you listening who are like, what link, where, and all of that, what we'll do is we will post the Eventbrite link on the speakingofracism.com page to make it really easy for you if you're not on Instagram or Facebook or any of that. So we'll go ahead and get that uploaded here and, and we'll have that for you. Can't wait. Okay. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Jen. 